You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, episode 276. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm your host, Christina Cantors. I help professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. You can learn more about our training programs at thecmethod.com. Now, today we're exploring the question, what does it really mean to engage your audience? And I say really mean because I hear this all the time. People say to me, how can I be more engaging when I speak? And other variations of this include, how do I make my presentations more interesting? Or how can I be more charismatic? Or how do I hold the audience's attention? While these are all valid questions, I have found that they can create more nerves and anxiety around speaking. Why is this? Because they focus on you, the speaker. It suggests that being interesting or charismatic or engaging is something you have to achieve in order to be effective. But the problem I have with this is who decides if you're interesting or not? Is every, mem- is every audience member's definition of interesting or engaging the same? Probably not. So it's not the healthiest, things, healthiest thing to aim for. So today I want to redefine what it actually means to engage your audience. And so my goal is for, for you to, to shift the way you think about audience engagement, and you'll also walk away with some cool strategies and tips for creating that engagement that you desire. Sound good? All right. Now, before we jump in, I do want to give some shout outs to some of our wonderful listeners who have connected with me on LinkedIn. And it's been so lovely hearing your feedback. So I had um, Ramiz said, I'm one of the rock stars who recently started listening to your podcasts. Your sessions and topics you cover are simply amazing. Thank you, Ramiz. From Leah, Leah says, I've been listening to your podcast. I'm really enjoying it. I've been trying to put in place strategies to improve my listening skills, and I'm working my way through your podcast, and hopefully I'll find some more answers. Well, I I certainly hope you do, Leah. Sharona says, I would like to thank you for all the nice tips you provide in your podcast. It is helping me immensely with my communication. So awesome to hear, Sharona. Also another message from Melissa who says, I love your podcast, Christina. Thank you and best wishes with your upcoming birth. Mm, Thank you, Melissa. By the way, I'm 30 30 and a half weeks at the moment, which gives me less than 10 weeks to go. So around two and a half months left, everyone, before this one pops out a tiny Christina or a tiny Aaron. (laughs) We don't know yet. More on that later. I will be taking a break from the podcast, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you know in upcoming episodes. Moving on with the um, awesome listener messages. Vicky says, I've just signed up for your small talk course and listening to Trudy's podcast with you. Love your message. And yes, this is certainly an area I could do with expanding. Christina, another Christina, but with a K, says, I'm super, super grateful for your podcast. I recently got my partner to listen to Ways to Be a Better Listener, and he really absorbed it. Love it, Christina. Justine says, I always leave the podcast feeling motivated, inspired, and accomplished. You help me push myself to get out of my comfort zone and better my communication skills. Thank you, Justine. 
So that's, I mean, that's a, a selection of the people who have connected with me and messaged me on LinkedIn. So I want to say a huge thank you to all of you. I really, really appreciate you connecting with me and, and sharing your feedback with me. It really does make a big difference and gives me a lot of encouragement to keep going with this podcast. So if you have not yet connected with me on LinkedIn, please do come on over, search for Christina Cantors and you will find me and let me know if you've been enjoying the podcast. Okay, let's get into why or what I should say, what does it really mean to engage your audience? So let's talk about why firstly, why is this important? Why is engaging your audience even something that we should consider doing? Now, there are many, many reasons, including when you engage with your audience, they will actually sit up and pay attention. Think about what the goal of your presentation is or even the goal of any sort of communication. Maybe you're running a meeting. Maybe you're having leading a small group team, you know, committee meeting. Maybe you're in a one-to-one conversation. Maybe it's a performance review. Your goal here is to get a message across right? So if you can engage with your audience, you're going to be more likely to get that message across because they are listening to you. You will also build trust and rapport with your audience if you can engage with them. They'll be more likely to remember what you say, right? So no matter what type of communication you're in, simply standing there and delivering content, just standing there and talking, 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 and not making the effort to engage with your audience, that's going to hold you back from being as effective as you could be. So this is why audience engagement is important. Now let's define audience engagement because this was one of my goals for this episode was to get you thinking differently about it. So I went on good old Google and I had a look at, um, what engagement actually means. And one of the definitions of, en- of engaging was to occupy or attract someone's interest or attention. Another um, definition was to establish a meaningful contact or connection with someone or something. And now when I looked at what makes an engaging person, because I was interested to find this out as well, one definition I found was A person who is engaging is entertaining, fun, and interesting. You want to see or hear more. Now, this is the definition that I I challenge you to shift away from because this definition makes it very centered on you, the presenter. And yes, of course, you can work on developing the entertainment and fun factor of how you speak and present. But the problem with this is that it will create more nerves and anxiety. Well, at least this is what I've seen with my clients. So people say to me, you know, and I have a lot of clients saying to me, I want to, I want to be more interesting because they're worried the audience is going to be bored. And what this suggests is that for you to be more interesting, you have to be like a a dancing monkey, you know, like that song, dance on me, dance on me, dance on me. Oh, oh." it's like perform, be more interesting, be more entertaining, dance, dance, dance. That's what it's, that's the sort of vibe we're going for. That's what it feels like. And this puts a lot of pressure on you as the performer because it's like, I'm the performer. I have to perform. 
And another problem with this is that everyone's definition of interesting or entertaining is different. For example, my husband, Aaron, he loves that show, American Pickers. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's about these guys who drive around to random people's places where they have huge garages or their houses are just full of crap, for want of a better word. That's what I call it anyway. It's old junk. It's like old cars. It's boxes and boxes of just old stuff, like antique stuff. And they rummage through it and they find old signs and tin cans and motorcycle parts and pictures and old doors that were pulled from buildings that were, you know, a hundred years old. And they go, oh, we could sell this in our secondhand store. And then they negotiate on the price and they go, I'll give you 30 bucks for this. And I reckon I'll go sell it for 70 bucks, you know, and then they're like, oh, nah, I'll I'll sell it for 40. And they're like, oh, 35. And it's this whole, you know, negotiation thing. And they're just sorting through piles and piles of junk. And Aaron finds it incredibly interesting. He's like, oh, I wonder what they're going to find. Oh, I wonder, you know, what are they going to sell that for? Is he going to let it go for that amount or is he going to want more? And I am bored out of my brain. I cannot stand it. I'm like, why do you watch this? This is watching people get rid of and buy old things. It really has no interest for me whatsoever. But then in contrast... We flip over to America's Got Talent and I'm like, oh my God, I love this. And I want to see the the little kids who are singing and the acrobatic groups and the fire breathing people. And I love it. And Aaron finds it incredibly boring. So as you can see, everyone's definition of what is entertaining or engaging or interesting is different. And so as speakers, as presenters, if we try to perform and be that interesting, engaging, fun, entertaining person, we're setting ourselves up to fail because we can't possibly appeal to everyone in our audience. You might tell, you know, a certain joke and some audiences may find that really hilarious Other people may not find it funny at all. You may be really energetic and be jumping up and down and making the audience clap and cheer and whoop. And some audience members may love that. And other people might be like, oh, this is way too much energy. I can't handle it. Can't we just sit down, please? And I do not want to hug another person. Obviously, we don't have that problem at the moment, but that is, you know, that is a thing that can happen. So I challenge you to shift the way you think about or even talk about being engaging. Shift the question you ask yourself from how can I be more engaging or interesting to how can I engage with my audience more? See the shift? It's now gone from you being about you to being about your audience. And if you notice that the title of this episode was not about how to be an engaging speaker, it's more about how to engage your audience. So the words your audience are key in this question. Okay, Rockstar, now we've defined, well, we've shifted our definition around what does it mean to really engage our audience? I'm going to share with you six I have six strategies, six things that you can implement in order to engage with your audience more. 
Okay, so this isn't about how do I be more engaging. It's about how can I, these six ways to engage with your audience more. The first thing that you can do is to develop a genuine curiosity about your audience. Some of you are thinking, hang on a second, what, why, what is this? Stay with me here. I want you to actually care about your audience and why they are there. Now, this this creates a real shift away from you, again, as a speaker, to on your audience. So think about why is your audience even here? What challenges are they having that you can help them with? What are they, What is their state of mind? How are they going? If you can have a real interest, a genuine curiosity and interest about your audience, it will help you to then want to engage with them. Does that make sense? A lot of speakers think that they have to stand there and present, you know, stand there and perform. Again, it's about being, putting the focus on you and being this, this performing monkey. It's not about that. It's shifting it to being about your audience and going, okay, how are they? What's going on for them? Why are they here? What do they want to learn? What are they worried about? What's, what's going on for them? So that's the first step. Shift your mindset to have that genuine curiosity about your audience. It's kind of like, let's think, think about if you're having a conversation with someone one-on-one. We've all been there in having one-on-one conversations where someone just talks about themselves the whole time. Me, 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 blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. They don't ask you anything about yourself. They are not very engaging. Well, this is what I found anyway. I find myself tuning out because it's like, oh, well, you're not asking me anything. And what often I find is that the most engaging people or the ones that I develop the most amount of rapport and interest in are the people who are genuinely interested in me. You know, we're all, come on, admit it, we're all a little bit selfish. We all want to be asked questions. We want to talk about ourselves. That's just the way we are. And that's totally fine. So if you think about that you're having a, a, a conversation with your audience and they're that other person, being genuinely interested in them and asking them questions and getting them involved, that's going to build that rapport, get them thinking, oh, wow, this speaker is really awesome. And it's simply because you are genuinely interested in them. Number two, and this one's a bit more practical, and it's to ask your audience questions. So again, pretending like we're in a conversation with them, like it's one-on-one, asking them a question. And I encourage you to do this at the very start. So engaging with them early. And these questions can be really, really simple. Like hands up if you read that report from last week and then raise your hand. Oh, hands up how many of you, you know, didn't get around to reading it. Or let's say you're you're teaching something. Hands up if you've heard of this particular concept. Who's read this book? And get the hand raise. I was um, I was running a couple of classes last week for our members program, the C Method Academy, and it was all about audience engagement. And we spent most of the class getting each person in the group to practice asking the audience questions. Now, a problem that I find with people when they ask the audience questions is they'll ask a question and then they'll move on without interacting with the audience. So they'll say, um, you know, hands up if you have ever been to Disneyland. Oh, okay, great. Hands up if you've, if you've never been to Disneyland. Okay, great. Well, today I'm going to talk about Disneyland as an example. <laughs> what they haven't done there is actually go, oh, 
I see about half of you have gone to Disneyland. Okay, we've got, we've got some Disney fans in the audience and about half of you haven't. Oh, okay. So it's about what, we, what a lot of people fail to do is to continue to engage with the audience's responses. So it will help if you think about this as a conversation, a back and forth conversation. You ask a question, the audience responds, you react or make a response to what they've shared with you. And just because they haven't actually said anything, maybe they've just wrote rose, risen, risen their hands. It's still communication. Nonverbal communication is still communication. So that is a really simple thing that you can practice doing, asking your audience a question. Number three is to acknowledge your audience. Dale Carnegie, who wrote the very influential book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. He said, a person's name is to that person the sweetest, most important sound in any language. And I will attest to this. If I'm speaking with someone and they use my name, for some reason, I just feel more connected to them. I feel kind of special because they use my name. It's hard to explain because we don't really think about it consciously. So this is one really simple thing that you can do to engage with your audience when speaking. And it's even easier because we're all on video calls now. So you can see everyone's name on the video call. So let's say you're running a webinar or you've got lots of people on the call. You can literally look at people coming into the, the webinar and saying, oh, we've got Julie here who's arrived. Oh, we've got James. Oh, we've got Samantha here. Oh, wow, I see you've got a furry friend there. Hi, hi, Samantha. And we've got um, Jamie's over there. Wow, I can't really see you, Jamie. You look like a, you're in the shadows there. Can you turn on your light there so we can see your face? Oh, fantastic. And then we've got Rupert over there. Oh, Rupert, I see you've got your kids on board. Fantastic. Right, you can just, en- engaging with them by calling out their names and acknowledging you know, who they are, what's going on for them. And if someone does ask you a question or if, you know, someone raises their hand, use their name, say, um, yes, Margaret. Yes, Sally. Thank you so much, Susan. It's so easy to do, especially because we're all on video calls now. So use it, use that to your advantage. And each person will feel extra special because they have just heard the sweetest sound to them, as Dale Carnegie says. Hi, Rockstar. If you're an ambitious professional and want to dramatically increase your influence, your impact and your confidence at work, I invite you to apply for my Speak Up and Lead group coaching program. Over 10 weeks, you'll learn how to persuade and influence when public speaking, articulate yourself and your ideas clearly, effectively communicate your value, overcome your nerves, anxiety and negative self-talk and be a confident leader for your team. The training is conducted online, so it can be done from anywhere. Now, I am taking applications for the next program that starts in January 2021. This is after I get back from maternity leave. So there's no more sessions being run this year. The next one is January 2021. Go to com slash group coaching to apply. We'll set up a no obligation discovery call and we'll explore if the program is a good fit for you. That link again? thecmethod.com slash group coaching. Okay, back to the show. So far, we've learned three ways to engage with your audience more. Here's number four coming at you. 
Number four is to use non-verbal communication to connect. Now, a big part of how we communicate, some studies say 55%, others say 70 others say 80 They all agree, at least, that it's a lot. <laughs> so they agree that a lot of your communication is through your non-verbals. And even though we're on video call, we can still do this really effectively. One way to do that is to make eye contact. Really, really look at your audience. And again, on video calls, it's super easy. You just have to stare at your webcam. Just stare at the webcam. Eyeball it straight down the middle and the audience will feel like you are looking at each of them individually. It's actually kind of easier than if you were doing it with a live audience. And even if your audience is there and they are and they are live, then firstly, lucky you, I wish I could have live audiences at the moment. If that's the case, you can look around to each person in the group or to each cluster in that group if it's a large group. Another thing that you can do with your body is to lean in. So what you're doing is you're leading them, you're showing them that you want to be connected with your audience. So you do this by leaning in slightly as opposed to hunching back in your chair. Your arms, your hands and palms are open and welcoming. And it shows that you are there, that that you want to lean in. You want to be engaged with your audience right? You're not waiting for your audience to come and engage with you. You are making that effort first. And again, on video call, quite simple to do because you can see yourself immediately. So it's great for instant feedback to be able to see yourself on the video. I also recommend that you check out the podcast that I did with Dr. Louise Marla a few episodes ago where we focused entirely on nonverbal and vocal and your vocal technique as well in order to build more trust and rapport and to be just in general more effective in your communication. Number five, the fifth way that you can engage with your audience more is to do an activity. Ooh, fun. Yes, I know some people love activities and you can do this on video calls. Absolutely. Now, activities are really good because they appeal to the people in the audience who are doers. They're the how people. They want to know, okay, how do I do something? How do I try this out right now? And a simple activity could be to write down an answer to a question you know, write this down and then maybe get them to share it in the group. On Zoom, you can do breakout rooms. So what you can do is say, is ask a question and say, okay, now I'm going to break you into groups of three or four or whatever it is. And you've got two minutes to share with each other what your answer is to that question or to discuss the topic or whatever it is. You know, many people, many audience members love to share You know, they want to talk. They want to share their experiences. They want to share what they know. They don't want to just be talked to. So this is a great way to get your audience engaged. And it's not even about you. You're not even doing anything. You're just saying, get into groups and talk amongst yourselves. Like you're literally like you don't have to do You just sit back and let it all unfold. And then the audience will think, wow, that was a that was a great workshop or that was a great presentation because I got to talk and I got to meet new people and I got to do all this stuff. So this requires another, you know, another shift in mindset. You need to think to yourself, 
oh, I don't have to be speaking the whole time. I don't have to be presenting content and showing how smart and knowledgeable and fun and interesting and all those other things. I don't have to show all of that, uh, you know, at this stage. It's simply about letting other people, letting my audience talk amongst themselves. That in itself is engaging for them without you needing to be an engaging person. See what I mean? So it's taking that pressure off you. You just need to let go of this idea that I have to present and speak the whole time in order for my presentation to be valuable. Yeah? Okay. Some of you might have made that shift already. Maybe some of you are instantaneously going, great, that's okay, awesome, I'm done. And for others of you, you, it might take you a little bit of time to figure that out or to wrap your head around. And that's totally cool. Take as long as you need, but I want you to keep working on it. Keep working on it. And finally, drum roll number six, the final thing I want to share with you today about how to bring more engagement to your presentations. Well, I should say how to engage your audience more is to listen to your audience. Now, this relates partly to the last point that I made around taking the shift, the focus off you around having to be the presenter, so to speak. And it's about listening to what your audience wants to hear. I was once emceeing a conference and it was for salespeople. And I remember it was the end of a long day. And if you've ever been to a conference, you know that they get pretty tiring. It's very full on. And Lisa Wyking, who is a wonderful leadership coach and trainer, and she was a guest on this podcast, actually, in episode 195, we talked about great leadership. And she came in, it was like 4 p.m., last presentation of the day. I could tell that all the audience members were just tired. They wanted to go home. They wanted to have a nap. And Lisa comes in and she goes, look, I know you're all super tired. I know it's the end of a long day. You're doing really well. So what I want to do is I want to make this all about you. And I want to answer every single question that you have about leading a team and, and leadership and how you can be better in your role. So hit me up. What questions do you have? And she got out a whiteboard and she got out a whiteboard marker and she said, go, give me your questions. And she got a few people raising their hand and then they asked different questions. You know, how do I do this? How do I do that? What happens when my team member says this? And she goes, okay, great. What else? What else? What else? And she kept asking that question, more questions. Give me more questions. And she wrote down this massive list of like 15 or 20 questions from the audience. And then she said, right, I'm going to do my best to get through every single one of these questions and answer them all for you. Now, I'm not sure if she did get through every single one, and I'm not saying that you have to do this for all your presentations. It's, you know, it's a very specific way of of running a, a session. But what she did there was she made it all about her audience and listening to what it is that they wanted to hear. And I could tell throughout that whole session, even though it was... 4.30 and and everyone was tired and they wanted to go home, people were still engaged because she listened to them and she'd made it all about the audience. So again, as you may have heard, one of the themes of this podcast is about making it about your audience, not about you. And I know I talk about this quite a lot on a number of my podcasts and I cannot emphasize enough how critical this is for being 
and for being an effective speaker and also for reducing your own nerves and anxiety. If you can get comfortable with making it about your audience, it takes that pressure off you, so much pressure. And you'll find that a lot of the, the nerves and the anxiety you feel around having to perform will somewhat dissipate. I'm not going to say they'll go away forever or completely, but they will dissipate somewhat. So I want you to have a think about which of these techniques you could implement moving forward. And this doesn't even have to be for a presentation. It could even be for a team meeting that you have, or maybe a performance review or an interview that you have coming up. Think about how you can implement one of these things. And if you want more uh, detail on what we've talked about today, go to the show notes at thecmethod.com slash 276. I'll put a summary in there for you as well as links to the other resources and those other podcasts that I mentioned today. Now, if you want to take your communication and your leadership to the next level and you want some support in getting there, then joining my group coaching program is one of the best ways to do that. I know a lot of people take on these podcasts and they might implement what they learn. They may not. But oftentimes what I found is that people need that extra help and that extra coaching in helping them to get there and to implement what they learn. So if that sounds like you and you want to take your career and your communication and confidence to the next level, then come on over to thecmethod.com slash group coaching and apply for the program there. All right, Rockstar, I hope you have a fabulous week. Keep on being awesome and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. I'm Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Bye.